Pundits need to get their takes out to the world. And what better way to continue our state of MMA shows than with the French guy, Sean, living in Liverpool, England, and get his takes on the sport, which we do not call a sport. Um, Sean, why... Why are you here? Uh, because you asked me to. Yes. Um, you said Lucas is weak. Um, he's off uh, probably in jellies or whatever the Americans are doing at the moment. Uh, so you said you need me. Yeah. Can I give the nice little Euro touch, some class to the to the podcast? Yeah. This this sport, the, the whole world is actually too too. US centric, so a nice Euro balance is is needed because we we talked to Vitti from California, we talked to uh, our Canadian representative Colleen from Alberta. So it's it's truly it's too much America. It's too much. Um, they gave us DC and DC and Joe Rogan. There's just too many of them. Yeah, Get at out. least at least you managed to sneak in Bisping there. Yeah, and technically uh, the Irish dragon, Paul Felder. <laughs> wait, wait, dude, he's not, he's not, not, at, we, not we in the least him, Irish. <laughs> like, we claim him on the good night, we <laughs> disown him on the bad night. Does he have good nights, though? Does, is he, it, he, he does with the right crew. Um, well, let, let's, yeah. let's dive into this one straight away. Commentary. Okay, commentary is Bass being the best commentary guy, though? Uh, I'd say so, but uh, yeah, I'd say so. I'm just, I was, I was just gonna say the best one at uh, at UFC at least, and then uh, remembered that all the Bellator color commentators are awful because it's only Big John McCarthy. Uh, the KSW ones aren't great, and Ryzen is normally the either Frank Trigg who gets angry or the Australian fighter Johnny something. Um, yeah, how can you how can you employ Big John these days to do anything for you? Employ him, ask him for his thoughts on things. Why? Rule. Why would you do it? <laughs> Although he is cracking cases. I mean, you could say that he broke he broke the uh, Molina news yesterday. <laughs> that Molina was still betting. Yeah, dude is you dude know, is now he, the be- the best journalist out there. Always, always a cop. Once a cop, always a cop. He's out there. <laughs> He's working hard. <laughs> Can't beat the cop out of the cop. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. He's just uh, doing one of those nice interrogations. That's how Jeff was. Then <laughs> turned the just... light bulb into his face and he, uh, <laughs> he collapsed. Just straight away um, confessed. Tell, tell the good listeners if, who did not hear this. Jeff Molina confessed. Yeah. So after the, uh, the ban the American uh, sports betting ban on MMA, uh, the Krause fighters all getting caught unless they left James Krause. Um, yeah, and then uh, Jeff Jeff Molina um, still put a bet on. Uh, I think for his last fight, or in the la- on the last card anyway, yeah, he's bragging that he's still putting bets on. Uh, 
So good luck with that, Jeff. Um, I know yeah. when I want. I know when I want to get fired. Uh, I love to do it around holiday season. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> you, yeah. You're not getting your Christmas bonus, pal. Yeah, <laughs> which you, which you wouldn't get anyway. But yeah. it's probably it's probably really the dumbest time to confess to something like this. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. yeah, but no, I mean, I don't know how it got to that that far anyway. Considering James Krause was on the MMA Hour in like May or June. Yeah, this year, this year for sure. Like whenever, whenever it was, and he's like, "I'm making, I'm making more money doing this than than anything else." And then people were showing that they were just taking over people's accounts. But uh, surprisingly, none of the uh, MMA journalists uh, did any real stories about it. Because did you, you did you register before this year? That stuff like this was going on. Was it something? I, was it something on your I radar? Just thought, I just thought it was like of a, a professional professional sports where um, where it was banned because um, I know football slash soccer um, for the Americans. Uh, as soon as you hit a certain level in the UK, you're not allowed to have any involvement with any kind of uh, football betting. Um, can't give tips to your friends, can't get people to put bets on. Um, and I'm, I think NFL have the same. I think even boxing does as well. So yeah, we, just automatically, we were just automatically assuming that this was the case. And even I know the IMMAF rule set, which, is, which clearly states that you're not allowed to bet in any kind of way, like you, you even like, probably pro- prohibited to go near betting. But the UFC, MMA guys... It, it, Bellator for sure the same and PFL and all that that shit. Just it's just good yeah, bet. I, just it, good bet. <laughs> I mean, is it because they're all like separate? They're not separate sports because they all fight MMA. But yeah, is exactly. it just because they're all separate entities? But then I'm pretty sure boxing's the same. And boxing's got the the ten organizations that don't know. Everyone gets gets a belt um, in boxing. So yeah, I just yeah. You, just thought it wasn't the dumb did it, thing. Did it take uh, something away from you? I mean, we know all, like all of us know that as soon as there is money involved, there will be cheating involved. And but still believed somehow in the purity of fighting. Although we went through Pride and all these other times and and epochs, we know that well, the fix is in sometimes. But did it did it take something away from it that you now clearly no, I know? Assume, you, you clearly I know that. Sorry, yeah, go on. I just assume most of these fighters are, are either going to be betting on themselves or they're just betting on fights where they know someone's injured or someone's not looked good in sparring. Um, I don't think any of them are betting against themselves and then going out to get beat. So, um, you, so you think it's just not, it's, there is not just straight fight fixing going on, but just like, okay, this guy's clearly injured, so I'll bet, bet on, his, on his opponent that he will win? Yeah, because I think that I don't. I don't think there's that much. There's not enough money involved, really. I don't think, unless you're, because yeah, no probably. one cares about prelim fighters. So a little bit of money on the side from time to time, yeah, like once a month. Why not? But like, what are they going to give you to to throw the fight? And you're probably thinking, well, that's just my win bonus if I win. And they can't give you too much because they've got to make money. They've got to make money from fixing the fight themselves. This guy's calculating. This guy. This guy know what what he's doing. And and. Uh, obviously, you have to uh, make an effort um, 
or the ref's going to stand in. So like you've got to make an effort, and there's not an, it's like any uh, combat sport. There's there's nothing else. There's the first the first uh, attack that you throw. It's not just going to knock somebody out, whether you want it to or not. We we're calling this this show here, this podcast, here, the state of MMA. So do you think this betting scandal, which Dana clearly uh, told us that it's not a scandal at all, now he changed his tune a bit. Did it did it change something for you in the sport? Is it is it important that is that this happened, or what what is your general take on it? I think it should happen. I think it should have happened uh, as soon as it started getting uh, getting sanctioned. Um, but I guess with uh, with America, it's mainly been casinos and online sports booking, whereas now they've got more and more uh, betting firms allowed to go over there. So maybe it was just a, an oversight when it was a bit harder to uh, to gamble. So it might have been an oversight, but I don't. It won't change much uh, going forward. I don't think um, it's just going to be the same. I think they're just going to. Make sure people don't don't do it again, or don't, as far as you know, don't do it again. Um, but it could have come out earlier if people had actually did a bit more investigation instead of just uh, retweeting clips from the MMA hour. <laughs> exactly, which which seems to be MMA journalism at the moment. Um, let's just retweet stuff. Adjacent. Let's, let's let's write an article that says X X said Y. Like we won't we won't bother seeing if it's true or getting uh, any other comments from from like opponents or anything like that. We'll just we'll just publish it and then we'll just publish an article when when the person that's signed off says no, that's not true. Look, adjacent to this betting theme which has been talked to that now and I'm I'm glad that they, they took some measures finally. Um the TJ Dillashaw thing happened also this year. The guy clearly Injured as fuck, entering a fight. Which, I mean, what what would he, what what is your thought on on the whole situation? I I don't know how that that's uh, been able to happen because it wasn't a, a small injury that he, that he's picked up. Um, and post event, then they say that it'd been going it'd gone back to April uh, when the the shoulder popping or wherever it started. That's so insane. So it's like, okay, uh, I'm impressed that you and your camp have managed to keep it uh, silent uh, to some extent. But I don't. I just don't know how he's managed to to get away with getting getting to a title fight in that in that condition without any any kind of uh, medicals finding it or anyone leaking. It has to be so that, easy. It has to be so easy to hide, arm. though. It, it's. I, I know about medical examinations, and you can only see so much. And of course, people, uh, fighters will self-declare their their health status and sign, which is also an offense. But what can you do more? I think. I think this this specific injury, a doctor should have found out, and I'm pretty sure, as you said, a lot of people knew. It cannot people must know. Aljo must have must have known as well. Absolutely, there's no sure. there's no way they weren't all people weren't talking about it. And then, yeah, it's not like the card would have fallen apart without that that fight on it. Um, and yeah, and it 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 was 
it's just disappointing because I think um, I didn't like uh, Dillashaw Show getting the title shot in the first place, but uh, the the build up uh, before that fight had really come around to, to actually seeing to seeing that fight, um, and then and then we just got we just got that uh, that disaster um, where he just his arm popped out after thirty seconds or a minute, and then. It just wasn't a contest. It, 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 was, it was truly something to behold. Now, let's, let's try to structure this approach a bit. We, we, talk, we, we, we try to tackle the state of MMA. What, is, what are the, the broad subjects for you standing out? We had, we had the betting scandal and the, the, the just sneaking by of injury stuff. I think that is a, that is a huge thing. What else, what else sticks out for you at the moment? I've got a, I've got a few. I think one uh, that you'll agree with, um, and I think everyone who watches it uh, will agree with, is uh, this year saw a re- huge reduction in the amount of Apex cards. Uh, the shows, the shows back on the road, <laughs> as it, as it were. So we're not just getting uh, the European uh, and Asian shows, Middle Eastern shows with with crowd. They're actually now. The back to Vegas, the back to New York, the back to Florida. Like the less shows in the apex, the better. Yeah, um, I, I mean, people people listening to this know my take on the apex, and I'm yeah. I'm truly I'm truly trying not to devolve into another rant about how shitty and awful the apex has been for fighting in general for for UFC fighters and for fighting. It. I mean, I mean, we learned that the stadium show, the sea of donks being there, um, truly is needed. And the, the UFC managed to dilute their product down and make it as corporate as they humanly possibly can. With no walkouts, with uniforms, with all the sponsors plastering the cage. Um, yeah, you, well, you've got to have uniforms because you can't have your fighters raped in sponsorship because that will take away from the look of your lovely clean <laughs> octagon. It's the obviously. best, the absolute best. Bloody <laughs> <laughs> hell with our uh, Jimmy John's quick knockouts wherever there are three minutes in. Yeah. Um, Crypto.com yeah. bonuses. <laughs> Which are worth two cents or whatever. The V-chain is still here. Did not collapse. Yeah, but I think because obviously uh, London card in February uh, at the a huge positive atmosphere. Uh, I think that was due to a combination of like four or five years since the since the UK card, and then everyone coming out of the COVID lockdown. Yeah, but Dana. then when it when it went back to America, they they carried on. There's been some some great, pretty awesome crowds at some of the smaller yes. at some of the smaller shows. Um, even American crowds, it, even American crowds being great, and the, the British crowd, uh, or the crowd that attended UFC London this year, that was truly some of the best we've ever seen. Which of, of course the fights were good as well, and he had some a lot, a lot of local talent there. But yeah, Dana talking out of both sides of his ass is that is that the saying? He says, "Yeah, we need to go make stadium shows, have a live crowd because we earn so much money with it." But what he he doesn't say is that Apex cards cost him nothing in, in yeah, comparison. I mean, uh, That's I why he's doing of, it. <laughs> That's... I, was, I, was, I was reminded of the quote today 
um, when Nate Diaz had spoke uh, about starting a fighting um, promotion, and Dana White had said to him, "Welcome to the money losing business." Aha, uh-huh. so good. Yeah, because you're losing so much money, mate. Yes. Um, and the company's making record profits. Like the only ones losing money are the idiots who are deciding to go and punch each other in the face. Absolutely, um, or slap each I, other in the face. And, and I thank them. I thank them for their service. <laughs> um, they are the true heroes. Um, it is giving so. me some violence on a Sunday morning. Um, yeah, the- but I hope I hope that continues. But I think isn't the Chito Vera Sandhagen? Is that not an Apex card? He said. He said, no more Apex cards. First four or five cards next year are in the Apex. I mean, I'm sure he will not do any more pay-per-views in the Apex, but good thing that we we probably are almost over the the corona epidemic, which prevents further lockdowns and and, and restrictions. But yeah, this, this Apex shit truly has to go. It has to go. Yeah. It destroys everything that is fun about it. And Dana does his best uh, in destroying everything that is fun about it. And if you have the Apex on top of it, it's just unbearable. And I think it, it affects... Do you think it affects the performance of the fighters as well? That is a running theory I, I have. I, I think it does. Um, because when you're in the crowd, uh, you can't really hear your corner as you could in the Apex or in those early Apex events in 2021 where they could just hear the commentators. Um, so you, you don't you don't get to hear uh, hear all the instructions, and I think you see the the atmosphere and the buzz. I think I think this year we've seen a lot more a lot more fighters who are all just uh, going out there and trying to trying to get finishes or trying to make sure that they dominate completely. There's no no taking the foot off the gas. I think I think it gets I think it gets everyone going. Talking so about. Talking about taking the foot off the gas. I want to hear your takes. I'm not sure if we if we talked about it together about it in in the Discord for sure. Rose versus Carla. That was a that was a fight not in the Apex. Give me give me your thoughts on it. Um, it wasn't a good fight, really. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but I think I mean I I think I have the the same opinion as as you of it was up there with uh, Lewis and Garner levels of bad, um, and I just think it was, I think it should have been criticised for being for being poor. Uh, I, I, they're both to blame. Um, Absolutely, you were to blame on on either like neither of them really wanted really wanted them to engage. But then I just thought all the the hyperbole afterwards of it, it's the worst fight ever. They they should neither of them should ever fight again, blah blah blah. No, and it's no. like, oh come on. There's been there's been fights that have just been just as bad. And at least every now and again they pretended to throw something as opposed to sometimes when we just get the classic American style lay and pray and we're meant to we're meant to love it. When it's just someone lying on top of someone for fifteen minutes, it's like it was just as bad. Hundred um, percent, all all of them are to blame, even uh, especially the corners and the both of the fighters that are just just do not get that you have to change something when when a fight is going this way because you will not win. Either. Yeah, I think they, they obviously they both just had a game plan, of course, and refused to to change from it and. Yeah, I mean, 
I don't know who Carla's team is. Um, but obviously, I think Rose was still with Trevor Whitman at that time. Yes. He's meant, he's meant to be the genius. Um, didn't see much of much genie there. So, yeah, so I'm not sure why he didn't. Especially, uh, maybe after, especially after round three, saying, you know, you need to do X, Y, Z. Because nothing's happening. <laughs> so who knows he's going to win. It, talking about Trevor Whitman, I think it's a good it's a good segue for us to to delve into another uh, Trevor Whitman fighter that um, you have to be pretty happy about what happened with that guy. I'm talking I'm talking Usman, and in in proximity, of course, I'm talking Leon Edwards. Give me give me your thoughts on Leon Edwards. Give me what 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 did it do for you? Uh, it it made me happy all day Sunday um, after getting up to watch it. Um, I was, I think, I was, I was maybe the only person in our Discord who who picked him to win as well. Absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think it's it's uh, it's a, it's an excellent uh, feel good story. Um, obviously, he'd faced Uthman a good few years ago, lost the decision, then was already on a seven or eight fight winning streak, and still not getting a, a title shot. Then he nearly had the the COVID one. Um, nearly lost. He, to, nearly lost to Nate Diaz. No, not really. To I mean, anyone. just because Nate Diaz was you with thirty seconds to go, he wasn't finishing him. True. There was no chance. Don't don't be bringing that. He was wobbly. He was wobbly week. as fuck. He was not wobbly. He was bringing him in. <laughs> <laughs> just let, let them come in. But he knew Diaz wouldn't do it because Diaz can't because he doesn't have the power to come in. And he know that is true. Diaz knew if he'd go in, he was getting a short, a short jab, a short hook to the face. Yeah, that is actually um, that is actually a good take because that is not talked about enough. That Nate Diaz had this guy wobbled, and he he was not able to flip the switch, moving in and finishing the guy. That is, ins- that is actually insane to think about. He was scared. He was tired. He was weakened. <laughs> um, but before we get to even the Nate Diaz, but obviously he had the offer of a title fight just as COVID was coming. Yep. Yep. Didn't take it because he couldn't get his camp out. He could only get himself out uh, before two o'clock in the morning or whatever the last flight was. Had to wait a while. Got cut at one point because he refused to fight uh, Imeyev because, yeah. as he says, he should be, uh, that he is, should that be is the number good, one contender. Continued. Like, like I've, I've criticised him in the past for not being like a big personality. Uh, you know, not being not being out there everywhere on like social media or, or, or what have you. But, you know, he's, he just stays true to himself. Doesn't doesn't change anything. Doesn't doesn't bow down to to the pressure, like accepted being being caught, and then they had to reinstate him. Just continued saying he should get a title shot. Obviously, he then had to get a few fights. So uh, we had the Bilal Bilal one, um, which sadly ended due to the eye poke, but he was piecing Bilal up. Yeah, that's that's that was not that was not a close fight. Beats Nate Diaz, and like, and then the the Usman one, uh, like. People talking oh is a a Hail Mary uh Hail Mary kick or whatever. But uh, as everyone saw after the fight they'd they'd been looking for that all all fight, that combination and that movement when Usman was gonna was gonna drop his head. Took they'd his been time, looking for that. Took his time, 
but uh, yeah, you, you're absolutely right. That was and then, that. That and is not a lucky shot in any in any way, or or like even even to question. And, this and was, people this forget. Was clearly planned. People forget round one. What did he do? He went out and he took Usman down. That is actually insane. Yes, that's true. Like no one, no one's able to do that, or no one ever tried to do that. And there he goes, off he pops. Leon can't. Can never be a wrestler, Edwards. There yeah, you this, go. Take this, down. This victory, there we are. Yeah, this victory got even sweeter after we uh, we saw that uh, Usman was visiting Khadirov. Well, Usman's been visiting Khadirov for, for years. Same with Verdum. Same with all the Dominus people. But no doubt when they suddenly get um, sanctioned by the FBI, it will be like all the Daniel Kinner and stuff where they'd never heard of they'd never heard of Khadirov before. They didn't realise he was a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is that, but is, that just ban, idiots. is that ban actually affecting? Um, is it is it affecting Till? I think so. Um, I don't know if he'd already cut ties before before it. Um, no, but getting I the visa, I, I think he had visa issues this year as well. Or or am I am I completely? Um, no, that was um, that was Tommy Fury. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just, that's when he was when he was going to fight Logan Paul, then uh, they couldn't get a visa, but they weren't sure why. It's like, because your main your main management company is a, a Kinahan one. Why do you think? Think. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think I think that is a good start to, to to this show, to the state of MMA, cuddling with dictators and um, judging <laughs> judging issues. <laughs> it's very well, I'm, I'm not having the judging issues. I'm 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 not having this new crusade. Right, so no. be- it seems to be because because uh, Paddy Pimler had said something about Ariel. Ariel then wins by going on a ninety-minute rant because I know when I win an argument, it's because I've, I've sat there for ninety minutes breathing about <laughs> about something. Then there's another hour, like a day or two later, and it's like mm, you're all shouting ten six, but like I'm seeing one person who's you, my bro, um, and then he wins. A controversial decision, and now suddenly it's like, uh, oh, uh, Doug Crosby, why is he allowed to judge? Well, this is a disgrace. Blah blah blah. Then suddenly all the journalists want to do some journalist work because the mates, the mates wound up. Crosby's been a judge for years, doing all this rubbish stuff, and everyone just laughed. They went Sal Sal D'Amato and uh, Adele Adele Bird in boxing. It's like, but now, but now, judging's an issue. It's it has been it has been an issue for years, and I I think we people people are looking for ways to alleviate this this judging issue thing. Which first we have to ask ourselves: Is it even that big of an issue? Because we have hundreds and thousands of fights, like hundreds in the UFC alone, and we're probably one per card. We're talking about how shitty the decision was. The rest was pretty good, or or okay in our minds. Most of the people don't even know the judging criteria, so they are looking at a fight and think they know what judges have to look at. Then you have then you have um, Crosby who has his own rules and regulations. That is also a way. Um, but but yeah, the, the main issue here is not not a new like scoring criteria change or a nine point a point five must system. That is all is all bullshit. It's just. Give people chances to get good at judging and be responsible for stuff you're you're not you're not good at or you 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 clearly fucked up. Be the change you want to see. Like 
Don't just complain about the judge and go and become one because. I know what you're saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Obviously, or it is not that easy to actually get good judging gigs because these are these seats are all occupied and have been for years. Also, with people who are clearly not up to the task, so calling for people to be judges and, and refs that is that is a good thing, of course. To be the change you want to be, learn how how hard it is sometimes to make the, these decisions correctly, but also. The system has to change a bit that we don't have the same Herb Dean character on in every event on all over the planet because that dude, we, we stated it several times in this podcast, he's clearly in a vortex of conveyor belts and luggage claims, uh, baggage claims and hotels and fights, which cannot be good. So yeah, you need, give you need people a possibility. Pool. Yeah, have a pool. Yeah, you need a bigger pool and yeah, you need... Um the people, the athletic commissions to to start using a, a wider variety um, of judges and, and referees. 100%. Um, and, and get the name in that way. Or if you want to be a judge or a ref, um, just start knocking off the opposition. You know, if someone, you know, if someone accidentally falls out of a window on holiday, well, just make sure that you're able to take their place. Exactly, but uh, enough enough of judging and and just just try for once. If you if you think you're you're so good at it, just go judge some of the fights and really try to use the criteria that is out there, which is also not an easy thing in and of itself. I agree, but it's not that easy. It's not just you looking looking at a fight and think who won. But uh, that's you 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 probably did you did you. Um, the Pimblet decision that enraged so many people, also myself when I watched it live, but then I, I tried to score properly. What what do you think about it? I, I had 29-28 to Pimblet at the time. Yes. Uh, but, I mean, that's a problem just with, with a lot of um, decisions anyway. It's like when we get title fights that are 50-45 and everyone screams it's a robbery and then they say that every round was really close... That is that. There cannot be a robbery. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, well, yeah, it's not a robbery. If if a fighter could have won every round, then it's not a robbery. If someone says that they won every round, absolutely. Um, but but you know, it's going to stay with us. Um, I think judging will get better um, when we lose Joe Rogan, but neither are ever going to happen. <laughs> um, oh, that wasn't mine. No, that that um, was mine. That's... I did have one positive trend. Please. I don't know if it's a trend, but I, for me, what I noticed this year um, was a lot more elbows. Um, so we've had a, a lot of really good elbow finishes. Um, so obviously we had the Molly McCann uh, spin and elbow. One was last year, one was this year. Uh, Ty Tavassa uh, against Lewis. Derek Caninia, um Ricardo Ramos uh, set a spin and back elbow up in his fight. Um, Chidi Chidi Bang Bang uh, knocked someone out with a lovely elbow. And then just a lot more uh, fights of, of people throwing short elbows in to the face when the when the close to stand up. Um, and it's just something I really like. It's, it's, a good, it's a good take. It's People were a boss about 
calf kicks, which are obviously a good weapon in in MMA because people are not still not able to defend it properly, and it's probably sometimes hard. But the elbows is something we have talked about for a long time. That is a very underutilized and underused weapon, and I agree with you. Now, now you you rattle off these fights. Elbows, elbows are coming. Not for Kayla Harrison, though, in the PFL, where she can't throw them on the bottom, but that's just just a small bit there. But yeah, it's just when I was going through, thinking of uh, fights and finish that, that I liked, um, and elbows were, were jumping out at me as, as a potential a potential nice uh, new trend that we're seeing um, for a while. Um is there is there a fighter that that sticks out for you that could profit the most from actually implementing more elbows into his or her game? It would have to be. Let's see someone who goes in nice and close. Um, does Glover elbow a lot? I don't think so. But that's actually that is, that is actually a good pick. I think I think some of you know because you know Yiri Yiri he does, does or did before yeah, before he, he lost his before he lost his arm. Yeah, he, uh, he will never fight again. It's the worst injury in the history of mankind. Uh, I'm just trying. I'm, I'm trying. To think. I think Pereira does because of his his kickboxing. Probably not throws. that much though. Probably Pereira yeah. probably still still would be able to profit more of elbows. But what about Fiorodo? Uh, I'm sure. I, she fights I'm long. Probably, she fights long. It's it's probably not. not <laughs> I suppose I was about to say, does any uh, female fighter use elbows? But uh, of course, Molly McCann. Yeah, Molly does. <laughs> but... Molly does, but yeah, um, it doesn't. Uh, of course, Molly. I can't think of many others who, who are throwing standing elbows. So I think uh, it's a good. It's a good play. It's it's a good trend to spot out, and it, it's something that the MMA fighters. I truly believe that they should look at it and and work a bit on on more working with elbows. There was it's, there was a trend for 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 it for a short time where people they were shooting for for singles or doubles against the cage, and then they getting elbowed in the dome. That yeah. seemed to disappear a bit this year, but yeah, the elbow that is a good trend. It's always a good trend if you talk about elbows. Yeah, I, I like them. Um, they're up there with with the liver kick or the liver or the liver punch. I mean, that um, is that is some of the the most beautiful violence you can ever see. Is a yeah. liver punch, uh, TKO. That's we, I just, we I just love the just love the the thirty second delay. Um, <laughs> yeah, we had some delay. Before <laughs> someone then collapses in a heap. Um, we had some delayed KOs. Yeah, I, I just I love that on the on the on the liver. Um, yeah, um, yeah, I've enjoyed elbows this year, uh, and you mentioned Furo. Um, she's made it onto onto a list of names I've got of just new new ish or new names anyway who are starting to appear up up the ranks. Let's here, let's go through rankings. let's go through your list. Of course, Mono Fiora has to be there. Although her her last performance was a bit was a bit deflating for me. I, I was I was get I was getting so hyped for her because I think her potential is champion and nothing else. But last performance, the next next performance would truly show if she if she can 
crank it up again. But yeah, Fioro has to be on this list. Yeah, I mean, with that breaking news of Santos and Blanchfield, um, which were two other names, if they're fighting each other in February, then I'm sure that will mean uh, Fioro must be next in line for a title shot. It's very good matchmaking, by the way. Yeah, um, it's it's very good. They were two names that got on there. Santos, obviously, because he's the, the true champion. Uh, <laughs> Poor chef. Uh, Shevchenko is uh, getting it in the Discord. People hate people hate on uh and Blanchfield, I think won one three last year. Um uh, and already won seven or or whatever I think she's still unbeaten. Um so it's it's, it's uh so they were some of the names. Then we had uh Pavlovic, who you touched on with Fiddy, the smiling Russian. Pavlovich, yes, exactly. Yeah, had a few years off, come back in. Um now he's he's making his way up the heavyweight rank. I think it's harder the the heavyweights there's there is a bit less churn. Um but Pavlovich is, is coming through, obviously Pereira's come out of nowhere. Cyril Garn Cyril Garn is still there. Garn's still there. And yeah, he's still quite quite fresh, um, I guess. Uh Jamal Hill coming up on, on the hopper, on the higher weight. If you are getting out wrestled by Francis and Garnu, you are fresh. Yeah, but that was that was a Francis we've never seen before. True, but that would um, I, I don't even you can, know you can was. you can count the element of surprise. You can also say that that was, that was Montana. That was Montana. That was Francis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens if they if they do have a rematch. Um, I don't know how much of of that was also Hiragan uh, just uh, freezing a bit. The, I think I think he did. I oh, I truly think he did because I I still consider him a way better fighter all round than 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 Francis Ngannou is. But it doesn't matter in in the cage, and it doesn't matter if you're if you're not able to react to stuff you haven't seen, or if you're not able to react to like adapt to to the pressure that of, of course mounted up. So that dude will be back in a title fight in no time. It's heavyweight fight for, for fuck's sakes, man. It's, yeah. Um, so we had that uh, Ilya Tapura obviously he had a little bit of the beef with uh, Paddy Pimlet but then had a great knockout on that fight card and obviously he's just beat uh, Bryce Mitchell his name his name's now flying around um, I think he's been again he's one who's he's been around for a little while um, but seems to maybe be starting to get to get over with the people Um same thing with like uh, like a Drew Dober. Obviously, Drew Dober's been been around for ages. Um, but Steen had be... a good. The dude had a an incredibly good year. Well, I think he had a less active, but I think he had a good twenty twenty one as well. Twenty twenty, it's just I think he had a, a loss in each of those two years. Whereas this year he's had the the three wins. Um, but but I think it helps that he's been in really good fights as well. For for, for Tipuria though, one question though: that dude is 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 switching between weight classes. I'm not quite sure. I mean, he he KO'd Jay Herbert brutally. He fought Ryan Hall, which you have to beat first. That is that is also insane. And now Bryce Mitchell is look. That dude is a goofball. But but dude is so good at fighting. Probably had a bit of an off night at UFC 282. But yeah, I I'm I'm super hyped about Tipuria. 
I'm yeah, not I've sure if he if he'll be able to find his proper weight class and and he needs one or two more fights against pretty high ranked opponents to to really find out what what he's about. I, I, I think he's, he's prefer him at, at featherweight though. Yeah, he's, he's better. He's better there. Um, yeah, at, uh, rather than than lightweight. Um, I have Mokayev down on my list. I think he's um, he's he's blown up on social media as well. Yeah, talk um, about talk about deflating performances. <laughs> he's he's still only a young child. True. Um, yeah, true. Um, but he, he wants to to jump and fight tough tougher people, uh, and I'm sure he was deflated as well after his last performance and knows that he's yeah. got a although he's got a step up. Although, yeah, Mochaev is is a is a topic of discussion. I it probably will try or he will prove a point I have that the IMMAF amateur systems it's a good system for you to start. Although I think that a lot of people are staying way too long at these amateur ranks and have 20 or 30 fights against like not not all these people in IMF are, are good people that you fight like good in in a sense of, of, of fighting skills but it's just it's still it's 20 or 30 fights which is a lot and you yeah, have them it, in, in in high succession so I am sure I'm not sure how, how a guy like Mochaev who's clearly a huge talent will adapt dude will be in the 30th fight when he when he's in his fifth or tenth pro fight, which is insane. Yeah, but I think his plan is to get in, win some belts, and then get out. So he might not feel the impact of of having all those fights. I hope um, so. Yeah, because yeah. I I think it's dangerous. I think it's dangerous to MMA fi- MMA fighting. It's it's not grappling. It's not judo. It's not karate. It's it's truly you can have amateur fights, and I think you need some. I think you need around ten. Before you you truly start to go pro, but if you have twenty or thirty, uh, you don't earn money. You are clearly training almost the same, and you have very good opponents. Not sure if it's if it's a healthy base to have so many uh, so many amateur amateur fights. But let's let's see let's see his next performance. It's a, it's a good one on the list. Yeah, I'll do two more, and then I'll move on to our to my final fighter. Let's go. Um, you can see this weekend. Uh, so Damon Jackson. Um, he reminds me of Mike Pyle when uh, uh, the Sandman, when Mike Pyle was just putting an end to uh, anyone on a hot streak. Uh, but Jackson, I think, is a bit more aggressive uh, in his wrestling style. Um, but he's 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 won three in a row. I think he's on five in a row, three in the, the last year. Um, so I think he, he's looking like he could cement himself um, as like a gatekeeper. In that division, which you know, been good to be to one of them, uh, like a clay Guida type. Um, JSP was another one, um, because his nickname stands out. <laughs> um, okay. and so does, and so does he as well. I think, uh, Pierce has got, uh, looks better each fight. Um, so yeah, so they were, they were two more. Um, but yeah, the, I had a huge list really of, of, not quite getting into the top five or even the top ten in some cases, but like we're starting to to get rid of some of the the older fighters or the the gentleman fighters that have been there for a bit too long, and just starting to get some some fresher names in the mix, um, which is always which is always good to see. The, um, the the talent the talent that is that is upcoming, and the talent the talent we will we will see 
going on. It's yeah, MMA, MMA will will just get better. Like yeah, we we I have mean, not nearly reached a a level of of possible performances, and and we, you see it in some of these um, in some of these younger fighters, and, and also in some of some of the the fights you, you named, and and it's pretty exciting. I mean this this weekend, December thirty first, uh, not available in the UK. Maybe available in America. Yeah, great, um, great, um, great PR and and marketing there. Yeah, thanks, thanks for this. Uh, I'm blaming Bellator um, because thanks, Scott. The, because that's on BBC iPlayer, which means Ryzen Forty, um, we can't get on Fight TV, and so no one can see John Dodson this weekend. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Obama. Um, but Ryzen has the uh, tournament finale. Between Cebu Park and Seika Izawa. Um, and Izawa has been, uh, she's still only 21, uh, and she's on a, on a 8 0 winner streak, but she's beat Hamasaki, uh, Hamasaki twice. Um, uh, the, the fight at Rise of 35, I think, was the one where she was escaping a submission by, uh, throwing, uh, I think it was Narbar. She was just throwing kicks to the head. To escape instead of moving moving a body or whatever, it's like well I'll get out by kicking, um, and then at one point uh, sort of went out of the ropes to come back in to to put a submission on Hamasaki. Um, yeah, she's a great fight, great fighting style. I don't think uh, you'll see her in America uh, because I don't think anyone has one hundred five. Maybe. Maybe Invicta, which you hate, um, dude. Invicta, just they they can easily get my love back, and that is by just going more international. Well, and I know, I know, yeah, dude, I know about the Corona pandemic and how it made it hard for them, but. I think I think some of the decisions. I, I hope they. It, it was not their fault that they got removed from Fight Pass because that is that is just insane. And the pay per view and not having Euro fighters. I mean, I'm not I'm not a fan of that. But otherwise, why not? Well, um, so I would say if you can watch Rise on Forty this weekend, even if it's just for the main event, then do so. They make um, it. They make it pretty hard for you to watch some of these cards. They, they keep alternating like who the pay-per-view provider is. Um, so it was Fight TV last time, and I think that will be who it is going forward. Um, but I think because of the cross-promotion, it's just leading to issues. Um, so I think it might be free in Canada. So I think Rise of Forty might be on Canada YouTube early in the morning. Um, but then the Bellator Ryzen is then on a tape delay. Um, no idea how it's going to work, um, but um, I'd be doing video the service um, if we didn't uh, mention Bellator X Rising, um, because the main event with AJ McKee and uh, Roberto de Souza, I think, is going to um, going to shock the few people who are watching it. <laughs> um, I don't think I don't think the Souza gets uh, a lot of love um, stateside, um, and I think people are going to be are going to be really surprised uh, by by how good he is. 
it's not let's not make this into a Bellator propaganda show here. This is the state of MMA podcast. Uh, we need he's a right he's a rising guy. Um but I think it's gonna put Ryzen uh it's gonna put Ryzen back on the map. Um but I do hope that what it will mean is because I think this is the second uh or maybe it's the third Bellator Ryzen. I think so, yeah, yeah. They they, they did, they did they one did. where the Pitbulls went to the tournament. And then I think they did one where it was Fedor versus Rampage. Um, but hopefully we can see we can see more of this. So I know uh, Horiguchi, I think, is now officially a Bellator fighter. I think so, yeah. But I think he's fighting for the, the Ryzen title. Um, but I hope it means that we do see a little bit more uh, cooperation on on fighters fighting elsewhere. Between this, sounds, the this sounds like a take from 2000. Yeah, but I mean, at least these are, these are doing, a, um, they're doing it's it. They're doing it. It's worthy. Um, and they both um, need it because otherwise, otherwise the traction, like I don't, I asked, I think I asked Vidi on the last podcast um, why we still consider Bellator or why Bellator is just talked about so much because clearly they're not the second promotion we should talk about one more in KSW or, or CFFC and stuff like this but they have some big names I guess like three or four and yeah I mean I wonder if just um, on name recognition maybe something like CFFC or potentially maybe KSW just because uh, <laughs> maybe even Eagle FC just because they're on Fight Pass exactly and, and, so they, they, get, and they have so they some get... names Aries have some names it's or, or, or cage warriors like f- f- sign two or three UFC rejects and you're Bellator as well. Yeah, but uh, I think you've got Showtime and CBS as a Bellator. But no, when, when they're going, so. when they're when they're going when they're going big on uh, mainstream TV next year. Um, but if you've got a big uh, TV network behind you, like use it. Yeah, but they don't. Coke they Coke just don't. Still, they just fail. Coke, they just fail on all levels. It's it's. Coke is happy to just fill the cards with local fighters who can sell tickets. Yeah, that is if what he, he, that is can... what he did. Since that, that is his his uh, modus operandi for for the last thirty years. So you, he yeah, will not he, change. If you can sell tickets, you'll get a, a close matchup that you can win. Um, if you can't sell tickets with your local fighter, then you might be two and zero, oh, but you're going to fight someone who's like forty three and ten. Yes, <laughs> it's going to wallop you for not for not selling tickets. And you go um, you go there to die, like Fedor yeah. and Bader. So I think I think they could do with um, a new a new promoter. I mean, that's I would like twenty twenty three Dana White to be replaced. Absolutely, Scott Coker to be replaced needs to happen. Let's get Ali Abdelaziz replaced from PFL. Um, and maybe even from management, maybe even from the planet. Just yeah, say. let's let's get so let's mix her up. Yes, maybe I'll, maybe we swap them. <laughs> yeah, look, it, 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 what what I I like what you're what you're picking out here that we need constant evolvement of this thing, and clearly Dana White is not in it anymore, and. That's when you're not in it anymore, and just just being the 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 talking head sometimes, and and we're more interested in doing shows where you eat fast food, uh, or or by the way, having all this thing in front of you, could you could do anything you want, and you buy power slap, and even even 
take time out of your day to promote it, which you, you clearly don't do for your main product. That is that is actually insane to me. So for, for a question for you, for, for our last 10, 15 minutes. You know what's even more insane? No, what? That to do that, obviously, because it's, it's all by person you see branded. So he's probably had to go to whatever the uh, the owners are, the Ari Emanuel agency or whatever. Yeah, it took time. It took time out of his day to do this. It's so he has he has said, "I'm going to buy Power Slap." He has taken that to the to the bigger owners. All right, guys, I want to buy Power Slap. Let's put that on TV. And other people have said, "Ooh, yeah, that's a good idea." Yeah, they were in board <laughs> meetings and discussing this. So. Like, let's let's let's. That is t- not the whims of a billionaire. Like, um, let's turn. Oh, let's I'm going to build a rocket. Let's, let's just, yeah, yeah, it's insane. Let, let's turn this. Boss for a day. Time. You boss for a day. Yeah, you will be boss for a day. You're you're the you're you will be instated as a god on Mount Science, and you can change whatever you want. You can organize whatever you want within within the combat entertainment sphere, as as um, Colleen from Alberta, lovely named. What we actually all are all into. What will you do with your powers? Uh, you are no longer uh, self-employed or contractors or whatever. <laughs> you are contracted to to whatever fighting organization you're for. So let's give you some. Let's give you some employment, right? Yeah, it's, it's clearly it's it's so much. It's so it, it's. Yeah, but do do you that's think a, do, do you think the call for fighters uh, to to unionize is it is it up uh, on uh, them uh, or is it is it just it will never happen while while an organization is going to be against it it won't happen because they'll all just uh, it only takes it only takes a few to not not agree to it and take take more money to, yeah, clearly. to slag someone off so. So I'm doing that. I'll probably let them have some sponsors back. Clearing my octagon up. Forcing everyone to wear those mustard uniforms. <laughs> yes, Bring it, yeah, they're, they're coming back. They're not They're not a one-off. We're, we're bringing mustard uniforms back. It's, it's a cheap one be to be boss for a day, but I think it's it's one of the most pressing ones. I think I think um, these guys and, and these, these people do a lot... And clearly, clearly, at this stage, do not earn enough. And I talked about it. It's not just the UFC; it's also Bellator and PFL that are clearly not paying people enough. No, I mean, yeah, there we go. A minimum. No, I guess it would be a minimum wage, but a minimum, um, minimum five fee. Yeah, just so, I know, I know how capitalism works. I know how the big companies work. It's it's every, everywhere is the same, but in the, in this sports realm, it's clearly. The worst deal possible you could possibly imagine. Yeah, I mean, because despite uh, America hating anything to do with socialism, uh, the have the NFL, which is and the NBA, and they the do, NHL. I think they do a good sports job. Are, are all pretty are pretty socialist to me with a minimum a minimum wage and healthcare and. I think I think they do pretty. I, I think they do pretty good. Still, still, despite having instate in what is it? Uh, inst- institutionalized socialism within their leagues. Um, yeah. Which and I'm I'm locking in a tournament um, before they fire me. Um, well, well, make sure so I'm going to make sure the venues are locked in. So if if they try to cancel it, 
um, they'll have to pay a fine. Oh boy. For the, that the venues have to have, oh, there's two, two semi-finals here, there's a final here. I don't know what weight class. Uh, might not even be for the belt. It might just be, I look down, I look down at lightweight, and I say, oh my word, look at all these boss fighters who aren't getting a shine. <laughs> let's, let, let's, let's put them in a tournament for, at worst, number one contender spot. Listen. Yeah. Which hype train will derail the most next year? I think we have uh, we have gone through this. Um, we have we have hype trains okay. for Hamzat. We have hi- we have a I think we have a hype train going on for O'Malley. Paddy Pimblet's hype train is a bit slowed down. Still, still there is a hype train going on. I think that was that was slowed down from even from his UFC debut because he got. Uh, he got clipped in the the chin early on. We have we have the Kayla um, Harrison hype train that pretty much got derailed that, a that's, bit. That's a, the, <laughs> what what before we get to the hype trains? What I thought was amusing um, was obviously Kayla Harrison was going to be a free agent, but they go and sit her ringside for Nunes Pena one. Nunes gets beat. That's ironic, man. And then it's like, oh no, the super fights off because. Juliana Pena is not a super fight for anybody. So it's like, oh, I'm going to slug you off. Then she's going to go slug off Cyborg. Goes to PFL, got an easy million. And then she gets, just gets beat on her first or second fight on, under the new deal. So uh, so amazing. Like, and she has she has two like, fights left. It's yeah, that's that's a hype train derailed there. Do you think another which which of these hype trains will get derailed the most? Like which one will we see just crash? And burn. I think Chimeyev. Uh because I think O'Malley, I think, shocked everyone with his Peter Young. Yeah, he performance. did. Yeah, yeah. So I and I think he can he can take a loss. I think because absolutely people are like, oh he wasn't ready. Uh, him the people are already like well as soon as he fights anyone ranked and they have been since he signed he'll be gone. But everyone's still talking. Uh, Hams that up as two-way champion, going to dominate everyone. Mm, he can't make 170 or doesn't want to make 170. That dude is that dude is huge. That that is a huge ass dude. I, I'm not sure. But, I'm not sure how he made 171. It's insane. So if he decides 185, can he can he carry that weight advantage with him? Probably not. And I think that hey, he'll have some, he'll have his wrestling shots. Obviously, he can he can do that. But I mean, we've seen against uh, Burns, he didn't like he didn't like getting hit. Um, and I don't know how many how many hits he can take. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't know what happens when he. Although he did beat Hermanson in a grappling competition, but I mean that that's a bit different. But. Um, you know, is he gonna is he gonna be able to go and take uh, Magic Juice Paolo Costa down? I, it's after after the Burns fight. I'm not so sure what to expect from him because um, that was clearly well, that was clearly an awesome performance. Clearly, you saw also also you saw some weaknesses. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to I'm excited to see got, where this one goes. You got the lead say. 
he's knocking around now. That could is be de- just, that could be easily derailed. Like, is he not just Hamza but Georgian? Like, a he's a bit, he's yeah. a big he's a big old boy. Will they will they match these two up? I don't know. Well, we'll find out after March, won't we? After Big Marv again, like. But, and I think some of, some of these other fight like Batori, even even if you even if you win in the fight. Like he's not gonna wilt. Like, I don't think he, he will not. That is that is that is true. Yeah, that's doesn't it, like a lot of these guys don't really don't really have it in them to start wilting. Um, and so when you're getting past the third round and you're going to four or five and you're against a fella who's just as big as you this time, and if they're not going away, but they've still got some power. True, um, absolutely true. But I think that it, that'll be derailed, and it'll either be because. He goes too too high too too quickly, or it just turns out the Portland dictators is bad for your health, and everyone outside being outside. Being we we stated some uh, two or three times this year that dude clearly needs some friends and clearly needs to to try to avoid being John Jones <laughs> for for um for the champions. What is what is your take? Like, is there? Is there a, a surefire champ that will not be champ at the end of the year? Um, yeah, the current uh, light heavyweight champion of NA. Um, this guy will, will not be, be champ. Yeah, he will. <laughs> they will be replaced. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so apart from light heavyweight, because I think if Jiri fights, he takes it back. Um, but we're saying that there's no champion at the minute, then obviously that will go. Um, I think Gane, Gane, Gane will be heavyweight champ. It's a good, it's a good pick. Hotan, I think stays middleweight. Edwards, I think stays welterweight because uh, Usman's not coming back from the the shadow realm. Uh, and I can see them maybe giving him a bit of a an easy fight or two. Um, I can see a UK card. I can see them. I can see them being idiots and giving him Masvidal and giving him a win that way. And I also think if they have the Bilal rematch, because Bilal will be ranked second or third now, um, I think it'd be. I think it beats. Um, I think he, he gets like a Bilal Muhammad um, and beats Bilal and then has a maybe an Usman Reese match or a Mazadal and beats beats them as well. Fights once or twice, keeps the belt. Makachev, I think, will stay as light. No. Makachev will lose his lightweight belt. He's going. Either Chucky Ollis is coming back or Darius is taking it. Uh, Darius, Darius pick is probably probably right, yeah. Uh, Volkanovski keeps his. Um, think, yeah, he will, keeps will, his. Will Volkanovski beat Mahachev? <laughs> that that was a question that melted your brain. It's, well, it's half the head, isn't it? Um, 
it's a hard it's matchup. Up. Volkanovski is so good, and despite it, either it doesn't matter if he it, wins or loses this one. Dude is such a good fighter, but it's it's a hard he matchup. Has to, the I weight, think he has to. Think he has to keep it up, and I don't know if the weight difference is just going to be too much for him to stop. That is a huge weight difference, and 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 um, Makhachev striking, despite what people might think, um, it, it's not bad. Yeah, um, not bad in in order to get in, and yeah, so I can yeah I can see Makhachev winning that one. Then Makhachev loses to Dariush and uh, Volkanovski beat. Uh, yeah, yeah, in the in their fight, uh, bantamweight Aljo, he won't fight Bishvali. I will say Chito Vera is going to be bantamweight champ. Uh, Brandon Moreno is going to get the flyweight belt back, and then he'll defend that, and then hopefully we'll never see him. Yeah, fight Figueredo <laughs> ever again. Like, yeah, why? Like, why are we have a number four? Why are we have a number four? I have no clue. Pan- Pantoja could have had a shot. Cara France could have had a shot. Nicolau's on a run. I have uh, no clue. That that is the most Brandon senseless. Royval. That is the most idiotic fourth match. Yeah. And like, I, I'm, I'm even, I even was was doubting the the three match, the three, the third uh, rematch, or the the third match between the, these two, and now the fourth. It, that is just that is just ridiculous. The, these people are making fun of us at this point. I think we get a new uh, women's uh, bantamweight champion, mm-hmm. in which case it is actually um, no bantamweight champion because they're just going to shut down the division again um, because it's it's weak, very very weak. Um, I think they really just need to to change the the women's weight classes. Um, they just just doesn't work as as well. I don't think for the men. Um, I think Fioro probably the flyweight champion. Uh, it'd be Fioro or Talia Santos, but it won't be Shevchenko. Uh, it will be. It will be uh, Zhangla, Really, I think. Now to 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 wrap this state of MMA to defend against, to defend against Lemos and and win. Yeah, the, the, yeah. It's look the, predicting MMA stuff happening. We are all bad. Oh, at that's it. but but they're is, not predictions. They're not predictions. They're guarantees. Of course, bet the house. Bet, bet the, the second, house. Bet the second mortgage, Americans. And if and if you do want to bet the house, then why don't you use DraftKings.com? <laughs> they pay. They pay us good money. Listen to wrap this up. The state of MMA. Any any important thing you wish to tell our dear listeners? Keep on watching. Um, you seem we're... content. You seem content with MMA. You you are yeah, you're I, a happy camper. I think you can you can dislike the organizations. Uh, you can dislike probably thirty five percent of the fighters will be an absolute uh, tool. Um, but I think whether it's in a cage or a ring, um, and you know, any organisation, I think the the actual fighting, the actual martial art, it's it's good at the minute. Um, we're having a we're having a good time. We've got really good fighters. Yes. Even another one that I noticed this year, there were 
there were two or three uh, fights uh, in the UFC, uh, particularly where it was two grapplers just going at it, grappling. Grappling, and yeah. Even even the live crowds where there was no there was no booze, there were no woos, there were no boring. It was like, no, actually, this is amazing because we're seeing um, we're seeing them just constantly swapping position um, in the middle of the fight. Both both fighters were just um, in control at various points. I think, yeah, I think we're just in a we're in a good time. Um, so enjoy it while you can. Wholeheartedly, uh, tell, wholeheartedly agree. And, um, and tell your friend the MMA Love podcast. Uh-huh. Listen, thank you so much for your time. I think that was the most insightful up until this date of the state of MMA podcasts. And um, yeah, just um, continue watching. I think it's. I think we're really in a good time. I think that that is good. That is good closing words. And with that, I wish you all the best. And I wish you what best. you wish me. <laughs> I wish you all the best as well. Have a good one. I hope you enjoy your pierogies. I will. Bye bye. Bye bye.